We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Welcome in. Uh, listen, this is gonna need, I'm going to need a tech minute here. <laughs> Uh, stop laughing at me. I'm doing my best. You know, I'm what trying to make the stream work. Listen, Barra, because you were a big man. You know, you were too busy streaming before oh, uh, yeah. before That's all this. Fault. I couldn't I couldn't do any testing. So this yeah. is just what we're living with. You know what I mean? This is just what we're gonna have to deal with. Up, oh, I'm gonna this? cut your face off a little bit here, uh, Mike. You're, but you're looking good. Wait, Trust me on this I'm, one. Why <laughs> are you putting him in my spot? Oh my God, you're right. All right, move this over, move this over here. Okay, in chat, in my defense, I can't do this unless I'm already live and there is nothing I could have done. Oh, I've never felt so much yeah, pressure in my entire life. I've never yeah. felt so much pressure in my entire life. I hate that this. To be fair, you are doing your best. I am okay. doing my best and I haven't started the YouTube recording <laughs> no, or anything like that. That's crazy thing, Barry. That's what I'm saying. That's the nuts one. That's uh, the low bar you got there. Why don't you got you why don't you guys talk, all right? Why do oh, I he, have to oh, he he is very prolific at the limbo, so he keeps yeah. the bar nice and uh, low, and that's uh, what he does. Dude, I was doing so well before this, I thought I'd figured it out, and I clearly hadn't. Chat, my don't... face is literally massive. Bro. There we go. Okay. Like, there's so much more to my webcam than just <laughs> As if we need anything besides your face. Okay, now we get Mike in place. We blow him up a little bit here. We're feeling good about that. 
Do you uh, want to get the top of his head or just like? Is I'm working on it, Barra. Don't relax, you just, you just dude. Cut it off right at the eyebrows. That's what. <laughs> that's the portrait. <laughs> and here's the crazy thing: we're gonna fix all this in post. You know, when people watch this on the YouTube or listen to it on Spotify. On the YouTube? What are you like? Ninety? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting bullied, chat, for doing my best. I love watching cat videos on the YouTube. Okay, well, I do Boomer be liking that. I do be liking that, though, and who doesn't? Okay, that's as good as it's getting. And now we get to start the right. recording. And welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Backliners. Smoothest entrance you'll ever see here on this podcast. Yep. Uh, Agro joined, as per usual, by Barracuda, but we have our first guest on the podcast today, and it's Michael Heiss, a.k.a. at PBM Smite on Twitter. Uh, Mike, when I first asked you to do this podcast uh, and be a guest on it, um, I know that we had a long talk about how I know Barracuda would be here, how it'd be really awkward because you hate mm -hmm. him so much, right. but I appreciate you yep. being able to look past that and, uh, and just be able to come on the podcast anyways. Yeah, I mean, just throughout my career, you just you kind of have to learn to uh, let some things go to the side and be professional about it. Obviously, completely can't stand the guy, but uh, you know, I'm here, so you know that's fine. Yeah, I really appreciate this guy coming on and just <laughs> ruining my territory. <laughs> and the great thing that we had going aggro, like it's fine. You didn't even ask me like if PBM could come on. It was just like. By the way, he'll be there. Okay, listen. This is how I it usually it. goes. Chad, let me lift the curtain a little bit here. <laughs> I oh, no. I message Barra about something to do with the podcast and roughly 72 hours later I get a response. So I wasn't really waiting yeah. around to make sure that it was okay with Barra. He's and, a busy man, dude. You got to let him yeah. do his thing. Listen, man, no no nope. cats. Right? You have to play with unfortunately, cats. Unfortunately, they're not behind me. I was really hoping that they were going to be right there. I'm just like, oh, Anything else right? or is that it? It's just the cat it's thing. It's just play with cats and right. like play video games and, you know, scrim sometimes sometimes rival scrims us sometimes they don't like sometimes speaking of which we might cancel tomorrow i forgot to tell you that <laughs> oh that's fine actually <laughs> well, perfect. Have, uh, it's like a patch day on tuesday so what's the point right you know? it's a really important play date for me with my cats so like i'll i'm busy you're busy you were you, know. you were hoping that you wouldn't have to do the canceling, so Mike's doing it for yeah. you, luckily. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, That's what I'm best at. Guys, let's get started off by talking yeah. about some of your SPL sets this week. Uh, normally, Barra and I you <clears> can go over uh, the Renegade sets every week, but since Mike's here, we might as well go over some of their the, the rival games. Mike, you uh, on Friday had a big 2-0 win against Sanguine. Uh, that set was... Pretty nuts. Game two was uh, a pretty crazy. I mean, the whole the whole set was pretty nuts, but game two in particular, the the crazy <laughs> ending. Talk me through what what that set was like. Did it meet your expectations? Was it was it harder than you thought it would be to find that two well? Um, it was a little bit harder than I thought it would be. Mainly to like, I feel like kind of lame saying it that way because every team is going to look at their own mistakes first more than like what the other team did well per se, but. Uh, I think we did a really good job building leads and executing our early game drafts. I think we've been pretty consistent with that. But uh, like game two, they snuck a fire that like completely stalled the game out. And then game one, I think we just had a bunch of like, I think Twig like threw in a boosh beads there somewhere. We did have uh, a boosh beads alert that game, yeah. Yeah, I I, I almost <laughs> said it in comms like when he Dude. got picked, I'm like boosh beads alert. But... <laughs> but, okay, uh, not kidding. I'm about to set up a, a note card next to my computer. I'm looking for my notebook. I'm gonna keep a boosh beads tracker 
to see how many. Because we had a lot of boosh beads week one. I want to go back and see if I can fi- figure those out. But boosh beads are important to keep track of, and, and who's doing them? Too. Yeah, you yeah. I mean, it's really annoying to like get CC, and then you're like, I don't need to. I don't need to. No. Yeah. Have you boosh beads yet this year, Barra? In an SPL oh, yeah, 100%. game? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Unlu- unlucky. I mean, Vote like has got to be taking the crown, though, right? Like, Vote has kind of been Boosh Beads king. There's a difference in Boosh Beads yeah. and just not using your beads. Saving them for next game? Yeah, yeah or... <laughs> 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 yeah, that was kind of a rough game for him. Yeah, a l- little bit rough. You know, that's uh, that's kind of how it was to start out. But yeah, game game two ending, Mike. First of all, the Horusalts, they were a little... Some mm. of them were a little, you know, there was something okay, else going I on had- there. It was funny. I, I like after the game, I told my team, I'm like, it was kind of weird because I think I had like three good horse ops the entire game. And I was just I was just throwing them out there to look for opportunities. And one of them. OK, there were a couple where I was like, yo, I'm just looking for something like do not take this. Like, <laughs> just let me do it. And they keep hopping on in and they're like, oh, shit, that was so bad. I'm dead. And I'm like, OK, well, I did say <laughs> I did tell you not to take it. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, if I your know. teammates aren't going to listen, there's nothing you can do about that, right? Like, that's not your fault. Yeah, I don't know. That that game was just rough because we, like, if we get the fire giant, like, the one they snuck, if we either don't give them up that opportunity or we steal it when they're coin flipping it, we probably win the game in, like, 20 minutes, like, literally kill their Titan in 20 minutes. We were, like, up 6 or 7K in, like, 15 minutes, but I don't know. They're, they're definitely really good at the team fighting stage or... Obviously, like, uh, they're obviously a good team and they're good at playing together. So it was just kind of back and forth. And both teams had to make a ton of plays to, like, stall them getting FG or, like, stop them from getting another Phoenix or just, like, all these little plays that you probably watch and you think, like, you know, wow, this person is kind of, like, inting a little bit or why are they making this play? But for the most part, like, the most part, you're just trying to stall, like, things out and try to get it back to, like, an even 5v5. And then we finally, like, got a win in one of those fights and could end off of it. Yeah, the horror assault onto the Titan was pretty crazy. And Barra, I hear you nodding along and saying, yeah, a lot of what he's saying, because you also played mm-hmm. against Sanguine the next day yep. on Saturday. <laughs> him. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's not exactly what happened. It was a Sanguine victory, but it was 2-1 yeah. in, in, a, in a pretty nuts set for you guys as well. What was that set like from your eyes? Uh, I hated game one. I was Huyi into Odin and Yorm. And I just felt like I couldn't get anything done. Like, it was one of those games where, like, they just keep going on you, and you just can't kill their frontline as Huyi, and that just feels terrible. And I felt like, was, like game one was mostly my fault because I felt like I couldn't just kill people. Like, as an AC player, that feels awful. Mm-hmm. If both their frontline are like really easy to, I guess, live on gods, and you're a tank killing ADC and you can't do your job. And then game two, we had a pretty clean game. I don't think we made too many mistakes. And then game three, we made a lot, a lot, a lot of mistakes. And we already watched it back and it was super frustrating. Like we had a really bad tier two push uh, with Fire Giant. Like they 5v5'd us when we had fire off of their tower and it was terrible and then i got picked twice i think in my ult and i just ulted too late because i was trying to greet it a little bit or like get more abilities and i just i don't know it was i didn't think i don't think i played well that set uh i didn't have a great individual performance at all i don't think unfortunately didn't you get a quadra kill this set barra 
Yeah, but that doesn't mean you played well. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I what, mean, you were putting four people down. Like, you, you got to be doing something right, you know? That's what fans don't really understand because, like, they see that one, like, highlight play or that one clip of you, like, doing a good job, but they don't see the rest of your mistakes that game. They all that, That's all they remember is just, like, you got the quadra kill. You almost saved the game. Oh, yeah, and then we took that. God, we took that team fighter <laughs> purple buff, dude. Oh, yeah. my God. We, okay, I think on the cast they said that they initiated on us, but we actually like saw them on wards and we called the fight ourselves and called to like chase them or engage on them. God, that it just hurts, man. Like it was such a free game because we just like we had that first fire. Oh, and then we lost fire giant to a Freya auto attack. Yeah, that was a tough one. The uh, the barracurse. That's back, a little rough right there. Back in yeah, spades. Like, she walks up two ones and like shoots an auto straight to fire and it doesn't get blocked and then we just lose fire and i don't know it's just so frustrating to like lose that way but our team is really good at learning and taking losses to heart and making sure that those mistakes don't happen again because obviously we're making a lot of mistakes so it's very easy to learn because there's a lot to learn from yeah. That's just OP. You yeah. just you just make all the mistakes so you learn the most and then you're the smartest yeah. and no one can say anything to you, right? That's that's the exactly. plan all along. Genius. I mean, that's the whole that's the whole plan for like this year is just to ramp up and like I didn't expect to beat United when we did. I like expected to be a bomb team for a while because we just are learning to work with together and then we're also learning I would say like SPL late game team fights because as PBM knows it is a whole different thing to be in the SPL late game versus scrims late game versus ranked late game. You can get caught out instantly. Or <laughs> I don't think there are late games and scrims for the record. Okay. I don't think that okay. exists. Against you guys, it's literally three minutes, and I want to end scrims. I'm doing my job, like, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Mike does I say often. late game practice because PBM is the most annoying person to play against. Okay, I was a I was a pretty good gentleman in our set. I didn't stop your back. I didn't camp really? you at your tier two. <laughs> That's all coming next time, by the way. Yeah, but, and then in right. scrims, it's just like you're literally spoon feeding panda, just just this giant spoon of just dual lane <laughs> farm. And then I'm like, maybe I'll get this purple. You know, <laughs> maybe I won't. We'll <laughs> maybe I dive you at your tier two. I don't know. Who maybe knows? Me. I love it. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Sam will gank me for the fifth I, time in ten minutes. Literally, ever since like that like current SSG team came to NA, every single scrim session, I will level two dive Dardes in his tower at least <laughs> once in the scrim session. And normally I get the kill, which is the crazy thing. I love it. You gotta every be time. like playing around that at this point, right? That that you're gonna end up diving him at level it's two just, you gotta be playing that, <laughs> yep you know? yep pretty much <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna talk about it it's actually the last part of the headline is memories competing together and that kind of stuff but since we're already here we, we may as well transition into it, it, it is, he, is he just griefing you every game barra is, is that do you feel like that's mike's I, whole goal has it been since season three or season four what that we've played since against each no, other you've been what? griefing me <laughs> we've played each other for since a while since day one i mean come <laughs> okay on. I, I was gonna say barra should know the evolution of me as a player because like season two i was just a kind like geb athena main like i would just play team fights we would just kind of be there sometimes i'm getting hit by auto attack sometimes he's getting blink altered and that's it e united changed a man um, <laughs> 
<laughs> I started. I, do you remember before Worlds? I picked Rat support and I literally alted you off cooldown yeah, just to gank you. <laughs> Scream, Scream would play Fenrir, and whenever I didn't think there was a good support pick, I'd be like, "Yo, can we just snowball this game? Let me try Rat support." And we actually like had a Worlds game. We were thinking about picking it. I would literally pick Rat, and Scream would come over. He would Fenrir alt Barra, get his beads, and I would just Rat off him over and over and <laughs> yeah. over, just off cooldown. And, and he would just be like 0 and 5. The rest of the map would be 0 0 0. And he's the only one dying. It just and that makes was a good me look so bad because I'm like, what do I do? I actually can't play the game. And you're not like, playing bad at all. We're just camping yeah. now, and that's it. Yeah. Like, it's just so annoying because, like, you can't step up and get Deep Vision. Because if you do, you die. Because Panda's already three levels above me, 2,000 gold above me at any point scrimming you guys. So I'm just like, do I just sit under my tower the entire time and just forfeit pressure? Because if PBM's not here, then PBM goes mid and ganks mid at level 2, probably, and kills my mid laner or whatever year it was. So it's just like, <laughs> it's so impossible to play against you because, like you said, you've evolved from this nice little support Nice little Jeff Henla-esque support. <laughs> just, I would just say Aurora at this point. Like, yeah, you, you watch Aurora and it style. just it just plants the seeds in your brain. And then you're like, oh, okay. That's kind of cool. <laughs> that looks fun. Dude, the, years ago. Destroying ADC. Years Sorry. ago, Aurora said to me, my whole goal is to be the most annoying player to play against in all of Smite. And yeah. it's just so obvious when you look at him play that that really is his whole goal. Winning <laughs> is obviously important. But more so than yeah. that, I mean, if you play ranked with Aurora, you know winning is secondary and ranked. It's just about running it down <laughs> and trying to, to grief you in the most fun way possible. And you know that Aurora is going to be there clapping and dancing and saying, <laughs> they can't hit me and like Dude, the, Aurora, the Aurora yeah. stuff. Have you seen him play Ganesha, the Aurora? Like, he'll silence him as Ganesha, and he'll be like, you can't speak, you can't speak. <laughs> he loves it, dude. It's the best. I love that, also that everyone that plays with Aurora just develops Aurora, Aurora clap, tendencies. Dude. Like, everyone starts to Aurora clap. Like, that is <laughs> what they do. Sino is, like, the second best Aurora clapper on Earth, only to Aurora. Like, Sino has Aurora clap ingrained into him what is what is the aurora clap it's whenever something goes wrong and you just like you do the, like that little quick clap and you're like why are oh. what are we doing like so, something yeah. like that or, or you'll just be like i didn't ages i didn't ages. <laughs> yeah. you just do that <laughs> you just love it yes i think i actually started doing that because maybe it was sino it was sino i promise mm -hmm. you yeah dude. yeah yeah so i just started doing that out of nowhere i was like when did i start doing that like <laughs> i've been on stream a lot lately or just like over the last like year i would say and that makes sense it Thank all you, comes back to aurora <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to aurora with currently no nba nhl or mlb you might think there's nothing to bet on well you'd be wrong our exclusive partner bet online still has hundreds of events games and props to wager on from their online casino to esports to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet Online, your online wagering solution. PBM, 
starting in the league, you you know, we've your story's been told a lot about how you didn't come into the league until a little bit later. You weren't really playing Smite for a long time before you joined the pro league. I think a lot of players uh, who, who just get up to the pro league after trying for a long period of time have a little bit mental blocks, too strong a word, but there's, there's an air around the old school SPL players that are, that are a little bit, you know, it's a little bit stronger. It's like, Oh man, I'm in lane against Zapman this time, or, you know, I'm going up against adapting on the enemy team. Did you feel that at all going up against Barra or was it like a, I've only been playing for so short a period that like, it doesn't really register that it's that important. Yeah, so this probably this will mean way more to me than it did to Barra because it was uh, when I first got picked up again or by Eager, our first two games were against AFK, who was the previous split. Like they won the last land, they won like the spring land. And then it was C9, who was number one and they were undefeated in that split. And they were uh, like obviously defending world champions and all that. So I literally come in as a rookie against the two <laughs> best teams off the bat. And we like we got O2'd by or 2-0'd by AFK. And they were like okay games. And people were like, oh, this guy like didn't go 0-20 like we expected. That's kind of cool. <laughs> and then we actually were the first team to take a game off them. We went 1-1 in that set. And we were like we stopped their like undefeated split or whatever at that time. Mm-hmm. And at that moment it was kind of surreal because it was just like you know, I'm playing against all these good players who I don't really expect to be, and I'm just, like, trying to learn as much as I can. And then when you do win a game like that, and then Zapman's like, hey, you didn't feed your brains out. That's kind of sick. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, hell yeah, Steve, got me up on that, bro. Appreciate you. <laughs> so, yeah, like, learning and, like, playing against Barra at the start, like, specifically Barra Jeff, because you did duo lane a lot back mm-hmm. then. Like, learning against both of them, there was just so much that I would take, like, from every single game, like, moments that would be routine and insignificant to them are things that I wasn't, you know, seen before. So you just learn so much so quickly. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Jake is probably going through the same thing right yes. now for you guys. Right. So like, it, like the first few months, you just like, you pick up so many little things, you get so much better so quick. And you definitely look at players that have that status, you know, the candidates of jungle, Barra and Zap for ADC, people like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, that is such a big deal when you first make it into the SPL is like, oh, the first time you get to play against a world champion or something like that, that you've been watching them play for a long time. But another part I think is like finally getting to meet these people and like talk to them on a personal level. That's like not, you know, through an interview or something like that. And part of the reason why I'm very excited that Barra agreed to do this podcast with me (laughs) is because I want people to know that Barra is not as sweet and innocent as he would have you believe. The first time that I met Barra, I was like, oh, he is way cooler than I thought he was because I thought Barra was like this little goody two-shoes that wasn't going to like shit talk any other players or anything like that. No, chat. Barra is toxic and I love it. I I am really, really here for it. It Is is Barra how you expected him when when you first met him, Mike? or, Or did you have the same sort of shock that I had? Um... Maybe a little bit. I mean, I think it's kind of interesting because most of the SPL players are actually like friends with each other, even just like joking around at like LAN events or whatever, or, you know, during off seasons, maybe you'll just talk to them a little bit, like to see how people are doing. Like we all get along for the most part really well. I mean, I'm sure there's people who don't dislike each other as there is in like any profession or friend group or whatever. Um, but I remember meeting John at... Well, I kind of met people at the AFK land, which was like your guys, like oh yeah, 
um oh, what was yeah. it the Cog or whatever yeah. yeah yeah but i was like so shy and everything I, I didn't really say anything to anyone jeff was like the only per like jeff and allied were the only two people that i really talked to and it was only because they tried to talk to me first just to like be friendly dude i cannot um, imagine you being quiet and shy at all I right, Mike. if you ask people about that land i was so like i was so shy so quiet didn't know anyone i felt so out of place uh and then at regionals i actually remember getting along with like uh bear really well a couple of the eu guys like just talking to them a little bit um and yeah i don't know like it's not the same person right like nobody is the same on stream mm -hmm. as they are like <clears throat> you know face to face but i i felt like you know, kind of like it's not the same version. He's not, you know, he's not like eating and, like, you know, wiping his mouth off everybody and saying, oh, excuse me. Like, he's not super like, you know, he's not super proper like that, but he's a good guy. And like, you know, it's it's just nice to get to know people, uh, you know, on a deeper level like that. So, yeah, he's, it was about the same that I expected. Yeah. Barrett, was he really quiet? Do you remember uh, at that AFK land? I don't remember that AFK land. That, tell, all, that tells honestly. you the answer is yes, by the way. Like, yeah, you don't I guess remember so. the answer is yes. The, I, I guess that's I think true. The main, the main thing I remember from like the earlier with PBM was I think there was a time where you almost coached us. I don't mm -hmm. remember what year it was. It was, uh, it was after season two. I didn't I get I, a team that I liked in season three, and I was, I was on Ren Gang, you know? Yeah. Ren Gang, and, baby. Uh, and I was like, dude, I, I just can't do this. And I there was the, um, not Valencia, it was Sweden? I thought it was Battle and Brew. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was saying oh. there was a land in Sweden that I was yes. going to like try to coach you guys before that. Because this was when oh. you guys like had a down split, I think. Because you had like all the roster changes. And you had like Snoopy playing like yeah. three different roles and all that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm literally doing nothing. Like, I think I'd be a good coach. Like, maybe get me in there. And yeah, that yeah. was. Yeah. So you tried to bum a, a ride to Sweden off of off of. Paris, I wonder. What saying. Well, <laughs> I wonder what happened if we like if we accepted that and you went like full time coach. Uh, I mean, if I ever found like another good opportunity, I probably oh, would have so taken it, left? right? <laughs> yeah, oh, he wasn't yeah. taking it seriously, bro. Fair right. The coaching well, I mean, thing was at, just to get in the door. Yeah. Look at Herwin. Look what <laughs> Herwin was just riding your coattails for a couple splits, and then and then he's out of there like that, dude. Super okay. sub, Tyler Whitney, dude. I loved Hurry as a sub. Hurry, such a good man. I that man, like, I don't know what sentence I just made, but I love <laughs> That dude man. who doesn't love tea that's all i'm saying i love yeah. tea. i'm a tea stand of course it was just so much fun to hang out with at land events yeah and funny guy i think oh my webcam died <laughs> oh no your webcam did die you want to like turn it off and turn it back on maybe maybe that'll yeah, work let me go uh, plug this in real quick i th what do you mean what do you mean plug it in what plug in. well at least we got mckenzie who actually popped in your previous slot this is kind of big moves Wait. by my discord picture <laughs> that you guys get to see my dog and her smiling right. if it doesn't work it doesn't work i mean nothing you can do about that oh okay. hey we're there back we welcome nice. back thank you thank you so back to my love and for tyler i yes. don't really have any other words for that okay and i just love him He's all right just a good man yeah that's good by me yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's totally fine um before, wow, we've already gotten like 22 minutes in. I knew this would happen because every time I have an interview with either one of you, it always goes mm -hmm. like way over time. And I knew that like everyone combined, it would just be impossible to actually talk about the things we wanted to talk about. Uh, one of our suggestions that someone gave me uh, about segments that we could do was winners and losers, just players or gods or teams 
that have been improving and you think are on the rise and have been playing well or the opposite, you know, underperforming, not doing as well that we shouldn't see as much, that kind of stuff. Um, I've got a couple. I've got a couple thoughts on this. So I can start while you guys think about some options. Uh, I think that Odin has been really unimpressive to me. Mike, I know you just had a really good game on it, but that is like one of the only good games we've seen. You have one good game and Neil had a good game on it against Obey. But other than that, Odin has looked so horrible, like all the time. And we've only seen him in support. Yeah, he was yeah, but he was pretty good. But like, I don't think that that was like the end all be all. All I'm saying is, when you first pick Odin and and Paul still picks Hell and still does Hell stuff, it's like, what's the point of picking Odin this early, dude? Like, I I don't know. I just feel like he hasn't been like doing that much. It's just a really annoying guy to play against, and sure, like you can get run down early game by an Odin. Like they're just at your purple and you're not loving that. And then Well, you're not loving that. Yeah, I'm not loving that. And then mid to late game, you get caught out by a cage. Um in our set, uh both my frontliners got caged and now we lo- literally just lost the game off of it. And I think it's just those moments that you remember a lot. And you like as a player, it feels way different probably watching it top down, like as a caster, but as a player, it feels really bad getting odin caged and because you're always like i would say panicking but you're just like in the moment of what do i need to do to get out of this do i just turn on auto attack do i need to hit the people in front of me like it's just making you respect an instant cage and that's kind of the same with ganesh like once you get ganesh ulted you're like what do i need to do to get out of this what's my play here and it's just not a fun god to play around it's also really hard for Laren to kill especially on support people are playing at jungle I don't think jungle owns that great because it kind of just dies. Like it takes four years to charge your three. Yeah, it <laughs> takes a long time. But in support and solo, it just gets tanky. It gets really hard to kill. And I, I like I was who Yi and Odin, and I couldn't kill the Odin. And I'm just like, what do I do? Like he doesn't jump. He just shields and just walks at me. Yeah. And then he cages me. So I'm like, okay, that's great. Now I'm getting your molted. Like. <laughs> We're having a great time, baby. We we love frontliners around here. So Chad has pointed out, by the way, that the first guest on the backliners podcast is a filthy frontliner and a support player in PBM. We should. Okay, well, I'm in the backline. It's not my backline, but I am in the backline. (laughs) That is fair. In some ways, you are a backliner, I guess. In that regard, listen. I just think Odin has been overvalued. It's not like Mm -hmm. he's been horrible. But I think I'm good on first pick Odin's for a little bit. Maybe we. Yeah, like, I mean he's not like a carry god, like, but he's just. Yeah. I don't know. He just facilitates other stuff. Yeah. Wait, do you want to do like just gods only or no, like players, players, like everything? Yeah. Give me, give me something. Anything. Okay. You want. I'll give a, I'll give a positive, and then I'll come back to a negative later. I got to think of the better negative because there, there's a lot of them. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, but the <laughs> positive, I, I actually would say, uh, has been Jake because like oh. Snoopy. Snoopy and I specifically, uh, when all the news was coming out, Snap and I were like, yeah, like we actually think Jake is going to do really well because any like duo laner who played against him in ranked seriously knows he's like, whenever he tries, okay, he's actually a good lane player. Like he's not a bad lane player at all. Like he's good in 2v2s. He's good at running it down. Like he's good at doing like crazy stuff. And we figured, you know, as long as he didn't play scared, uh, that he'd be a pretty good player. And I remember the first time we scrimmed you guys, 
Jake gave us a game three tier pick and I was like, let's go. <laughs> like I was loving it so much. Cause he's just like, he's playing to his strengths and he's being unique. And uh, I think Jake looked really good. Like against us, I thought he played well. I thought he had a six set against the United. I kind of thought he hard carried. I think it was like game one or something. He played Horace. I thought he went off. He hard um, carried both games, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. He had some sick Horace Sox game mm-hmm. one and like found yep. a bunch of picks. So yeah, I, I thought, Jake has definitely been the positive for me. And honestly, I'll say Rangu as well. I think both like the new support players, I think have both like, I expected them both to be pretty good. And obviously I'm going to look at my role a lot. And I think both those guys have played really well. I will say that I I can corroborate the fact that both Mike and Snoopy were saying that Jake was going to pop. And that was not a common theme or a common (laughs) thought. Too easy for the boys. (laughs) And I was, I was of the opposite camp. I will admit, I did not think Jake was going to do super well at first. I thought that he definitely had potential, but I thought he was just going to hard in the first few Mm -hmm. weeks. And I literally joined discord yesterday and said, Snoopy, I was wrong. You were right. Jake is sick. And he said, let's go send me money on my PayPal. <laughs> and I did not do that because I won't do that. But I, it is true. Jake, Jake has definitely been uh, uh, been doing pretty well so far. Uh, mm-hmm. Barry, you got one that you want to talk about yet? A positive? I would say Shinto. Ever since mm-hmm. I was a mid laner, <laughs> the good old days of uh, last year. <laughs> yeah. um, and every player I played against, I felt like I could keep up in farm. And when I played against Shinto uh, in scrims as well as at LAN, I was just like, once I hit level 10, he hits 12. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. Every single time, I feel like I'm getting way out farmed. I mean, they funnel farm into him, but I don't know where the farm comes from. Yeah. And that's just the way they play. Like, Ronnie likes to sit in duo more. Phantom, I think, solos a lot of farm or doesn't split midwaves. I'm not sure. But I, I just have a lot of respect for Shinto. I think he's mechanically a really skilled player. I think he fits their team really well. And I think he's just a disgustingly good mid laner. I think uh, he just plays team fights and laning phase just really well. Um, I think he's I'm been their uh, their best player and they're all playing well. And I think yep. he's like stood out the most, which is really insane, obviously. Dude's a beast. Dude's a beast for sure. Yeah. Um, a winner for me is going to be the entire mace tree all put together when built on Uller. <laughs> When you just play Uller and you <laughs> yeah. build Transcendence boots and then you hit Pen and then you buy mm-hmm. everything and you just buy it all. This build, like, I was definitely plus a hater seeker. at first. Yeah, plus Art Seeker, but that's in the Pen tree. So you just hit Pen and, oh, and buy them all. I thought you were talking about the Mace tree, sorry. Well, yeah, I guess I did say Mace tree. It's, it's like all the Maces and, mm-hmm. and Heart Seeker. Casper's just on the items, I guess. Right, I don't. Right, really right, don't. They're so stupid. Yeah. It's <laughs> I thought this build sucked. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I thought it was like really, really bad. I was like, there's no way this can be good. You have no auto attack damage. You're so cooldown dependent. And even then your cooldowns mm-hmm. aren't going to do enough to frontliners to make it worth it. But it basically like Uller's just a mage now. Like he does mm-hmm. mage damage with his abilities and they're up all the time. He just always yep. has buttons to press. That build has really impressed me. You want to talk about gods that you should be first picking. I feel like I'd be first picking Uller like, Every game. God's mm-hmm. just insane. God is totally nuts. Um, as for a negative, because I don't know if you guys are going to be negative, but I sure will be because... Oh, I got I, one. Oh, okay, good. Okay, you go first <laughs> then because I just did mine. I've got a negative after that. Well, I feel like we might say the same thing, so maybe you go and I'll, I'll do uh, a specific thing. Okay, sure. Uh, my negative is, has been Space Station Gaming so far. This team I thought was going to be so sick at the very beginning, and they have been the exact opposite of sick. <laughs> 
they've been very healthy in a, in a bad way, which is not a great take to say during a pandemic. And I realize that now, <laughs> yeah. but I'm too deep. And, and here we oh are, God. dude, I don't know what is going on with this team. Like I think Dardes is playing really well. I think Nika's playing well as well. Mm-hmm. Cherry Raffer and vote are just look lost recently. And I don't know mm-hmm. why, because these players are so sick and I, and I just don't know. I, I don't know. It's it's been like weeks now, and I just keep expecting them to get better, and, and they just haven't yet. I think it's just one of those ramp up processes where mm-hmm. they had a big break, and some teams after a large break just don't play well for a long time. I don't know why, but yeah. we had a really long break between Worlds and SPL, and I think things just aren't meshing well for them. And as you said, they're still a really good team on paper, like insane. They should be like nuts. Good team. Like they should yeah, be nuts. Yeah. I don't know, but I agree. But at the same time, they had that whole thing last year where they didn't, they had a break from the beginning of the year until like oh, halfway yeah. through phase one. And then they came out of the gates pretty hot right away. I so think, like, I don't know. I think that was a little, sorry to burp. Uh, I think it was a little beneficial for them, honestly, to skip out that long on SPL because you just got to watch other teams play and yeah. you just got to watch all their strategies and see, Oh, this team likes to do this. This team likes to do this, or they have these tendencies and they just get to come in with literally a blank slate against teams that they have weeks of prep on. And I feel like that, I mean, not to say they weren't going to be like a really good team to begin with, but I feel like that break was beneficial for them. But I guess that goes against my argument that I have for this year for them. Yeah, well, I, I agree with that for sure. But I also think both of those off seasons, they actually, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they scrimmed like EU SML teams before like any of us started yeah, I scrimming. Think they did. So mm-hmm. I, I think, I think they're just going through a weird transition where they like, you know, changing ADC in theory doesn't change a lot, but I think like the reason they wanted to change Funball out for vote was like team style changes. So it's not like mm-hmm. it's not just you're changing your ADC and that's it, and like you plug and play, um, kind of like we could do with like Kenny or Max. Like you know, Max, you could just plug and play, and it's easy because I played with him before. Like mm-hmm. they're having a new ADC and they're using him to try to change the way the rest of them play, and that just takes time to figure out. Which is just Mage's mid and Hunter's ADC, right? Like most of the time. Yeah, that and like Last maybe year. like Cherry and Raph playing different stuff a little bit as well. Yeah. 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 I don't Last know. I mean, Cherry started. seems to have largely the same god pool. Like they're they're playing the mm-hmm. same sort of things. And relatedly, I think that they so uh Cirquet is another one of my like downtrending picks that we're seeing it top three a lot. And I just don't think it's been impressive nearly enough to warrant Panatom had like one insane game week one, I think, on Cirquet. And then mm-hmm. most other Cirquet performances haven't been super impressive to me. I, I don't know. I kind of talked about it on cast today. Like, she still does the same things, right? She still, like, clears insanely well level one. She still has true damage. She still has prot shred. But, like, mm-hmm. not being able to build hybrid on that character anymore to get maximum value out of your ult, like, is such a big nerf. And, and you just get one shot late game on that god, like, all the time. Yeah, I'm not really sure why the circuit value is so high either. It's I think it's just a comfort pick for people. I think yeah. yeah. They just like the god, they like the style of the god. They feel like it 1v1s well and ganks well. I'm not sure like what team comps or like what you want to draft around that cuz a lot of teams are prioritizing it very highly. Yeah, it's like top 3 well all the time. It. I don't know. Uh Mike, what was your what was another one of your your losers? Uh I was kind of going to go off SSG a little bit, but the uh 
the like the little relic slots for uh, carry players. <laughs> <laughs> That's my loser. Yeah. Like uh, like Twig had a boost beads in our set against Sanguine. I've seen vote like there. I think I watched their games. There's like I think they've played four sets or something like mm-hmm. that. And in every single one of those sets, there's been at least one game where he either died in lane or should have died in lane because he didn't. He just didn't beads. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just think there's been a lot of uh, questionable relic usage out of mid and ADC players. So that's my loser. Listen, sure. you press shell and it just hits everyone. It's instant. It, okay, you don't have to think, Let, let's get like... some straight. I will not be buying shell. I okay. will be buying blink and I'm running it down. Okay, okay so, so you blink. Uh, it's like my job goes is off. easier. I'm not <laughs> doubting that. Like, my job is easier. But yeah. I don't screw my job up. I'm seeing people <laughs> screw their job up. That's all I'm saying. That I get. I guess that is fair. But that is a good. Maybe we we end the show with that in a little bit. Is talking about how much easier frontliners have it, right, Bear? I mean, we gotta mm-hmm. we gotta give Mike. Okay. Some sort of garbage. But if you have any more winners or losers, we, we can go over those first. My winner is just always Herc support. I think that is the stupidest god role <laughs> combination that has ever been in SPL. And it is so annoying to play against and so annoying to watch players like PBM run at you <laughs> and just... Panda literally does nothing but clear waves and PBM is just running through duo jungle harassing the ADC support jungle, whatever it is, or Aurora, like any person that prioritizes her support. It's so annoying. It's a good time. (laughs) It's just like, what do you do? Like, yeah, Zap, right? It was... Yeah, 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 I played PK. Yeah. I will, like, I studied that duo lane and Zap literally played that perfectly fine. And there was just nothing you could do. Yeah. Like, you gave the Uller wave pressure level one, by walking at Steve, you went back to purple to stop their support from doing purple. And Steve's like, what do I do? I'm against a Hercooler lane. Yeah, like, <laughs> there's literally nothing you can do. And then you guys have made it right off of it. So it's just like, what? Yeah. It's so annoying to play. <laughs> He's kind of awesome, huh? <laughs> it's so annoying. It's kind of sick, like, having all this health and regen and then also, like, building full tank and still being able to solo any backliner at any time in the game. Oh, he backed a level four, bought Teleri boots, made it to the enemy enemy purple. Like <laughs> so fun to play. <laughs> so much fun. Yeah, we, we were on their red purple. Like the first, they didn't like they had ten duo buffs and like five spawns or whatever. They didn't get a single one of them. They were over ten. <laughs> that is That's the sad. dream, right? As Hercules. And, Sam and I the whole time will just be saying, yep, we'll be taking that. And then that's it. <laughs> that's it. Dude, I can totally hear Sam saying that, like, the entire time. I actually didn't watch your clip yet of your troll com moment from this It wasn't week. that good. I just want to start the tradition. It's this literally like... This is a like, great tradition. I, I love do you want it. me to tell you what it was or yeah, you want to see it. it later? No, I'm down. It was, uh, it was game three. It was just like a blowout game. We were just, like, getting ready to do fire. We had, like, three Phoenixes down and we were just going to win. And I'm just like, hey, like, just let me be a moron. I'm just going to run at them with Kuzumbo, and I'm just going to, like, int. And, like, we'll just win the game off of it. We'll just kill the Titan. And then Sam's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. We should still, like, do FG, though. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, it's spawning right now. We should be here. I'm like, yep, I got to get these minis, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just on mid-harpies, and then there's, like, a three-second gap in comms. And then Sam's just like, right. That's That's the clip. There's also a clip. Game two, we, like, Paul was Merlin, and we were ending the game. 
And someone said, like, oh, kill Paul, ruin his KDA. And I'm like, yo, fellas, he's kind of a Merlin. I'm kind of getting blasted here. <laughs> didn't he and kill you at the end, too? That, but... Didn't, didn't uh, he kill you? No, he killed he someone. really close. Maybe he killed me. No, no, he didn't kill me. But it was close, for sure. Killed one of your noob teammates or something like that, I guess. Yeah. Just, okay. one, of the, one of the players on earn is good. Real quick, just shout out to Sam. I think Sam has been <laughs> playing so well lately. And I feel like he fits y'all's style of frontline and distraction and everything he's been carrying yeah. dude yeah dude his susano game was like yeah it was so good man oh no he's in chat <laughs> oh you hate to see that <laughs> no <laughs> right before the compliment too unlucky Truly for Barra. You, you hate to see that back. uh Barra, what are some of your least favorite things about support players as a whole because here's what here's what i'll have to say Again, this is this is the Backliners podcast. We're going to have to be biased against frontliners around here. Mm-hmm. Um, supports think they deserve my farm, and they don't. Mm. Speaking of Heroin yeah. and how smart and cool he is, like we were talking about <laughs> earlier, he had the best idea I've ever heard. Support player, hits level five, go sit in base <laughs> until it's time to team fight, and I need you there. And until then, just sit in base, because that's all, that's all you need to worry about, dude. Like, I, I agree. I don't know, man. Like, What's you realize I have the countermeasure, though. Like, I've developed this through years of scrimming. Like, you know, it's asking very... me a question, by the way. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize it was. No, directed. that's fine. No, you go ahead. No, no, no Mike, you no, you're the guest you here. Actually. He blinked. No, he you... blinked in and took the question. It's it's <laughs> common, right? Understood. I didn't realize it was directed. Okay. No, please. I was I was going to say it's a very simple formula. If you try to zone me off a midwave in scrims, I run up to the wave, die on the wave, and they say, why did you play up that far? I'm like, oh, you were zoning me. I need that farm. And then, like, their lane's getting fed. I don't care. Like, I don't care if the support gets fed. And you just keep doing that over and over and over. It teaches them a lesson. So I'm in the power position here. (laughs) I'm chilling. I hate it, dude. I hate splitting midwaves over and over. And And nothing is worse than... Then not splitting mid waves, like or like splitting mid waves as the enemy mid laner is like clearing for free, and my support just like standing right next to me, <laughs> maybe even behind me as I clear the wave. Like if you're gonna be there, hit them. Like do something. Like step. Uh-huh. And, and at least Mike's getting in there the majority of the time. You know, like that's the worst feeling when they show up just to take the farm. The real complaint that I have is Fafnir's in support. In ranked, in ranked. Okay. And they will just walk to your wave and just boom. Yep. And what are you doing? I can full <laughs> clear the wave. Why are you hammering the wave? And they do it in mid and ADC all the time. They'll just walk over and just boom. Like <laughs> you're literally useless. Like hey. jump on the ADC, hammer them, exactly. Do anything productive. And you were you you literally lose me pressure by walking over and hammering my wave. How many times has Jake walked over and hammered your wave? <laughs> I don't even get those waves. <laughs> Jake, well, Jake kind of needs those, you know. Like he's held okay. less than five waves for me in weeks. Like, <laughs> every support will just be running circles around the wave. Jake, boom, jump, <laughs> the wave's dead. Like <laughs> I've given up. I'm just, I'm just like Jake. Do whatever you want with the wave, and that means basically Jake, clear the wave. Don't worry. I'll be behind 200 gold because of you. It's well, fine. he needs that Go farm. Uh, yeah, I see need- Baskin in chat, by the way, and I did want to ask you this. Baskin is a teammate that you guys have both shared. You both had Baskin mm-hmm. on your teams at different times. What's it like being in the presence 
of Baskin. You got any good Baskin stories for me here before we get going? I mean, you guys have, have really been – it's been a treat for you, I'm any sure. good ba- – I mean, the the fondest memories are just sitting in his backpack, honestly. <laughs> when, when he played Uller or Apollo mid, my job was literally don't die. And as long as I didn't die, we won the game. So it was just a nice little <laughs> ride along through the backpack – and I would just, I would just easily win games, and that was just that was my fondest memory. All all of those Hunter mid games that he played were just the freest win for me. Yeah, I imagine and, your experience was a little bit different, Mike, because you had a little man <laughs> by the name of Scream on that team, and I, I've seen my, those uh, two interact, and it's a treat. My favorite basket memory was actually him trolling me because at that time we were just like we were the number one NA team. I only played with him for a split. And we were like having a hard time finding what teams we thought were good in scrims. And we scrimmed Splice. This is like before they got really good in the fall. And I was like, yeah, I actually like playing Splice because they don't have six. They play all the games out. And there was a game Baskin was like 15 and 0 at like 10 minutes on Scylla. And he's literally like one shotting everybody. And he's just making fun of me. He's like, yeah, dude, my favorite thing about Splice is how they don't play. Like they don't have six. They play the game out. And it's just like, bam, Scylla all like double kill, triple kill. He's like, he's at their Phoenix killing them while they come out of base. He's like, yeah, dude, they don't have six. This is such good practice. And he's just killing everyone. He loved it. Dude, that was my favorite for sure. What a what a treat! And then you ended up getting uh, the other end of the Baskin hands uh, a, l- a little bit later on. I mean, you guys, you got to get Baskin. You go up against Baskin, you're gonna get the Baskin hands. Like nothing you can really do about that, right? Like that's kind of the the circle of life, so to speak. I thought you were talking about his like. Are you talking about me? Yeah, you're talking about you. Losing. Everyone, dude, me. who hasn't lost a Baskin? <laughs> what do you mean? I haven't, I haven't lost a Baskin in a really long time. I don't think. Because I haven't played against him in forever. And then he was <laughs> on my true. team. And then in the summer before we picked him up, we beat him every set. So. Wow. So maybe. That's easy for me is all I'm saying. Wow. Okay. Oh, for some reason, I thought Baskin was on the Snoopy Mask team. The Armada no, team? No, he was, was on Splice. Yeah. yeah, Solar Patrol. Uh, yeah. Baskin says they won a set versus you guys that summer. You fool. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just maybe, erase that from your memory. Like, maybe the maybe the first one actually. Maybe you guys beat us two one, but we definitely would you later in the split. I know that for sure. And then we beat you at the Summerland. And then he spit in your face and pushed you over. Oh wait, that was Meerkat and <laughs> Chewie's Tex Mex parking lot. Before we get going, I do have to I do have to ask the question the chat has been asking for. Mike, we went over this last week with Barra. One hundred adult males in a fight to the death. The men the win. Dude. The hundred, the hundred people win, dude. The and this is why you play good. support. And this is why you God. play support. Like what's the hundred the people dude? win? You got, you guys don't understand. Like the mass of a hundred people. Do you understand how much that is? Like it's so the gorilla would get farmed. It's not even close. Like what, bro? It takes two people just gouging the gorilla's eyes out, and that's it. The gorilla. <laughs> yeah, the done. gorilla standing there. I guess you could just poke my eyes out. No, dude, it's ripping them in half. What are you he talking about? You can't hit everybody at once. Are you trolling? And of course you can, dude. Like, like, just windmills and just. <laughs> Like, Imagine a Donkey sh- Kong? Okay, Donkey Kong? <laughs> okay listen. Donkey Kong. Let's put it in terms that a support player <laughs> brain can understand. Imagine Shing Channel, you know, that really OP god you get to play a lot of. He's doing that around the whole enclosure, just slamming Mifflins against the wall. Like, no chance the gorilla okay, loses listen. ever. 
if you take someone my size or Mifflin size, the hundred people are winning for sure. It's, nope. it's too much mass, dude. You nope. guys are just wrong. Dude, you can't, there's it's only so much. Problem. Yeah. Like you can't, you realize how much effort it takes and like how much muscular atrophy you go through to throw that much around in like a short, like for a human, a lot for a gorilla. Easy, dude, dude. They fight other gorillas, Mike. They don't fight humans. They fight gorillas. They're so dude, much stronger. I understand they're so much stronger, man. There's a hundred people. Like it, it, you don't. Thirty to seventy of them can die. Actually, ninety-nine of them can die. You just need one to get the final blow. That's it. The hundred are winning, man. No the chance. Final blow. Like he's been weakened by the other ninety-nine humans that he just one tapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As soon as you do that, it's just dead, dude. How do you even hurt a gorilla, dude? How do you even hurt one as a human? What do you mean? How do you hurt him? Okay, you poke his eyes out. Then he's just blind and mad and kills you all, anyways. Like, what do you? talking about you how do you kill a, okay it's not even it's not even worth talking about that's not how that works man. i really enjoyed having you on the podcast until this very <laughs> moment then you embarrassed yourself but Jesus. thanks for coming on thanks to everybody who watched make sure you guys please 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 go and follow us on spotify and on apple podcasts uh it's on underneath the prediction esports page the same twitch page you're watching right now uh, it helps us out a lot um getting those audio downloads are huge for us they also have a lot of other different podcasts on that platform so if you guys are fans of tft or rocket league or dota uh there's a whole lot of stuff there for you as well so make sure you check that out it'll also be of course on barracuda's youtube channel so you can watch it there but until next week at 8 p.m and this time chat i'm remembering to use my splash screen before i close the stream <laughs> thanks for watching everybody and even though the beginning stunk as far as production goes we got the end under on lock we'll see you next week bye Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.